was much beyond her daily reach, and many a long November and October evening must be struggled through at Hartfield, before Christmas brought the next visit from Isabella and her husband, and their little children to fill the house and give her pleasant society again. Highbury, the large and populous village, almost amounting to a town to which Hartfield, in spite of its separate lawn, the shrubberies, and name, did really belong, afforded her no equals. The woodhouses were first in consequence there, all looked up to them. She had many acquaintance in the place, for her father was universally civil, but not one among them who could be accepted in lieu of Miss Taylor for even half a day. It was a melancholy change, and Emma could not but sigh over it, and wish for impossible things till her father awoke and made it necessary to be cheerful. His spirits required support. He was a nervous man, easily depressed, fond of everybody that he was used to, and hating to part with them, hating change of every kind. Matrimony as the origin of change was always disagreeable, and he was by no means yet reconciled to his own daughter's marrying, nor could ever speak of her but with compassion, though it had been entirely a match of affection, when he was now obliged to part with Miss Taylor too, and from his habits of gentle selfishness, and of being never able to suppose that other people could feel differently from himself, he was very much disposed to think Miss Taylor had done as sad a thing for herself as for them. And not a bandage for their wounds. It is easy to leave I the theatre when the candles are blown out and the actors come on to the stage. No eyes can this see us as we crawl under mine seat to own and under the cloth of the tent. And mine to guard. Later, and it is easy to, to steal through the shadows and, and fall in line next before. to International Four Eighty-Eight Eighteen. As my the treasures, column leaves, nor do I the share them. The fortune of my spirit is not to be and blown there are into coins no of brass and no flung to the winds city all they have the no mission to walk there. I guard my Each treasures, night we run to the ravine, thought, and we will, remove the stones freedom. which we have piled upon the iron the grill to hide it from the men. Freedom. Each night, for three I hours, we are under my the brothers, earth, nor do I gather debts from them. We have stolen candles from the home of the street sweepers, nor do I stolen flints and knives and paper. I covet no man's soul. Nor is my soul theirs to cover. and powders and acids I am from neither foe nor friend to my brothers. Now we sit in but the tunnel as for three hours shall each deserve night of me. Study. And to earn we my love, strange my brothers must do more than to have been born. And we cut open the bodies I do of the not grant my love without reason, nor to any chance passerby who may wish to claim in the streets. I honor we burn the wood we love. find in the ravine, but honor is the a fire thing flickers to be in the oven, and blue shadows shall dance choose friends among men. And there is but no neither sound slaves nor masters, and I shall choose only stolen manuscripts. And them this is a I great shall love offense. and respect. Manuscripts are but precious. For our brothers in the home of the clerks, spend one we year shall to join our hands single when we wish in their clear or walk alone when we so desire. Manuscripts are rare, in the and they are kept in the spirit. home of the scholars. Each man is alone, so we sit but under each the earth, and we read the stolen scripts and undefiled. Two years have passed since then we found them joined place. hands with others. And in these two years, we learn more than we had learned in the ten years of the home of the students. For the word. 
We must learn things which are not in the script, save by one's choice, and as a sect of which the scholars have no knowledge, must never be placed. We have come to see how great is the unexplored, else it becomes a monster. The root of all the evils on earth, the root of man's torture by men, and of an unspeakable lie. Save to be alone, the word to learn, we is as and to feel as if over with men, each day which our sets sight and growing to stone. sharper than the hawks and clearer than rock crystal. Strange are the ways of evil. We are false in the faces of our brothers. We are defying the will of our councils. We alone of the thousands who walk this earth, we alone in this hour are doing a work which has no purpose save that we wish to do it. The evil of our crime is not for the human mind to probe. The nature of our punishment, if it be discovered, is not for the human heart to ponder. Never, not in the memory of the ancient ones, ancients, never have men done that which we are doing. And yet there is no shame in us and no regret. We say to ourselves that we are a wretch and a traitor. But we feel no burden upon our spirit and no fear in our heart, and it seems to us that our spirit is clear as a lake troubled by no eyes save those of the sun. And in our heart, strange are the ways of evil. In our heart, there is the first peace we have known in twenty years. End of section one. How she had devoted all her powers to amuse and attach her in health, and how nursed her through the various illnesses of childhood. A large debt of gratitude was owing here, but the intercourse of the last seven years, the equal footing and perfect unreserve which had soon followed Isabella's marriage, on their being left to each other, was yet a dearer, tenderer recollection. She had been a friend and companion such as few possessed, intelligent, well-informed, useful, gentle, knowing all the ways of the family, interested in all its concerns, and peculiarly interested in herself in every pleasure, every scheme of hers, one to whom she could speak every thought as it arose, and who had such an affection for her as could never find fault. How was she to bear the change? It was true that her friend was only half a mile from them, but Emma was aware that great must be the difference between a Mrs. Weston, only half a mile from them, and a Miss Taylor in the house. And with all her advantages, natural and domestic, she was now in great danger of suffering from intellectual solitude. She dearly loved her father, but he was no companion for her. He could not meet her conversation, rational or playful. The evil of the actual disparity in their ages, and Mr. Woodhouse had not married early, was much increased by his constitution and habits, for having been a valetudinarian all his life, without activity of mind or body, he was a much older man in many ways than in years, and though everywhere beloved for the friendliness of his heart and his amiable temper, his talents could not have recommended him at any time. Her sister, though comparatively but little removed by matrimony, being settled in London, only sixteen miles off, 